Welcome to Theater of the Mind. Theater of the Mind is an unofficial D&D by the actual play podcast. Theater of the Mind is not appropriate for all audiences, and therefore listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Theater of the Mind. Uh, my name's Mike. I'll be your dungeon master today. And for episode 10, um, our question is a little little more broad, a little less specified to your recent events. Um, what is the greatest accomplishment of your life thus far? For the character, right? Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, my name's Amanda, and I'm playing Mel Kelly. Uh, Mel's young. Embarrassingly so. So there hasn't been a ton of time to have any really cool, interesting accomplishments, but she was very, very proud of uh, something that she did um, like late, late childhood, early teens. What do they call it? Tweens or something now? <laughs> Uh, she had been allowed to join a uh, like a martial arts class and everything, and she was super excited because after like six months or something, she made it up like three belt levels, and she was very, very proud of that. That was probably the root of all of her weird kickboxing, taekwondo type classes. Neither of her parents showed up for it, but she was super proud of it. That's depressing. That's, that's, that's a lot about wicked Mel. Wicked sad. <laughs> And uh, I'm Jeremy, I'm playing Elliot Brandybane, and the accomplishment that Elliot was the most proud of is uh, he was part, he was uh, a mechanic in the motor pool during Desert Shield, and he kept his shop running and his vehicles moving during the time that he was required to. Uh, gotten almost no sleep and the crew that was working under him he kept them uh, kept them together and kept them motivated and for about a three week period of time they had almost no sleep but they had very high uh, efficiency and very good efficiency ratings and Elliot was very proud of that accomplishment I am Brunel I'm playing Olnok Vaga Johnson um, Olnok's proudest accomplishment is a military accomplishment, but it did cost him quite a bit in his personal life. Um, He's pretty proud of making his rank and getting to the point where he's at in his career, even though it's basically over, um, because it's not super common to make that rank in the enlisted ranks. Um, Senior chief, I think I said he was. That's an E8. It's, It's doable. Like, a lot of people can get there. But once you make chief, you go to board. It's not about your evaluations and your test scores anymore. You go to a board of other chiefs, and they have to approve whether they're going to promote you or not. Um, and he had a lot of sense, pretty pretty significant sense of pride over it. It did kind of cost him his family life, um, as military life often does. Um, and he made some mistakes along the way um, in the military there as, as well. But you know, didn't derail his potential to get where he wanted to get. Hello, I'm Downs. I play James O'Brien, and James's greatest accomplishment was probably getting into a culinary school without any kind of uh, family interference. 
not that they probably would have assisted, but he was able to get into a somewhat prestigious culinary school with zero assistance, which we, he was quite proud of at the time. I'm Casey. I play Emery Lee. Um, Emery, as an artist, I think she probably has a sculpture that she made that she was extremely proud of. I don't think she has it anymore. I think it's like one of the few pieces, like larger pieces that she was actually able to sell to someone, just private person who saw this piece and wanted it. Um, oh yeah, I think, I think she was really proud of building something like that and being able to sell it. Excellent. Uh, let's go ahead and roll for recap. Dun, dun, dun. High or low? We'll go high. <laughs> nine. Also nine. Five. Six. <laughs> that would be me. That would, I rolled an 18. So. Not even close. No. Okay. <laughs> okay. That makes sense. It was a fairly you-centric episode yep. anyway. So we learned that if I go into a trance for about 10 minutes, I can talk to animals. That was pretty cool. Um, also that no one else hears what I hear and that I speak to animals like animals talk. But I don't hear me sounding like animals. I hear me sounding like me. So that was a little, I'm sure I looked insane to all of you. Can't confirm. <laughs> um, we uh, gathered everything up from Elliot's farm. Then we needed to get and uh, started moving down the road. That's where we found out after packing up the horses for everything for the journey, we found out that I can talk to animals. Uh, I guess I found out and everybody kind of found out by association. Um, we did test if it was something I can do uh, instead of me just having like tripping out on whatever was in the coffee. Uh, it is a thing that I can do. I have to go into a ritual for uh, about 10 minutes and then I can talk to animals for a little bit. And then it goes away. Birds are annoying. We also learned that. Um, we got on our journey. Um, things were going pretty smooth until we got just outside a rifle coming down the backside. Ran into some uh, miscreants, if you want to call them that. Um, and uh, I overjoyingly uh, destroyed three of them. It made me very happy. Uh, so three decapitations. We got the hat trick of the decapitations. Uh, everybody thinks I'm a psycho as well as insane and they're not wrong. Um, so we did find that out, and uh, we we got we got through. And it wasn't a rough and tough. Holy crap! We all almost died. Battle. We handled it pretty soundly this time. Are there any other little events that we need to go over? I think that was about it. I think I think that's good because Mel didn't talk to her little creature thing. James went and hid behind Elliot, and then Elliot fucking bailed on him. We did that. That happened. <laughs> so. Had Jacob on the horse. That's I fair. That's fair. We're protecting the child. You're right. You're right. The kid's fine, by the way. We also. Did, did you, do you think how much of that do you think he saw? Oh, <laughs> there was uh, there was three blood fountains. Yeah, so. I well, did not and for one second think about that. I saw us getting attacked, and uh, I wasn't gonna let what happened last time, where I literally take all the damage. And then feel worthless happen again. So I kind of went a little crazy. Uh, little, little Jacob might be uh, scared of me for a while. 
It, it, all you had to see was one of those. And if it was the one where I was singing after decapitating <laughs> a man. You mean the first one? Yeah. <laughs> Which is likely the one he saw. We He's, just gotta hope he had his face buried. Homie like scarred for life. This is I did tell him to hold on tight. <laughs> well, tell him to keep his eyes closed until we get out of here. It all depends on what yeah, he rolls for his perception check. He's not going to want to see any of this. The other thing worth noting is one member of your party is currently sawing logs pretty hard. That's right. Oh, James yeah, is fainted. sleeping. <laughs> Does that stay even after the guy who cast it died? That's a good question. I would be the only one who knows he's asleep because I was right next to him when it happened and I can hear I him snoring. That, it would only last a minute. That's something that magic does either. <laughs> yeah. It only lasts a minute, so he's probably waking up about now. Okay. Uh, but it is not concentration. Oh, so it <laughs> You're laying on the minute. ground staring at the dead guy's head next to you. <laughs> <laughs> so how'd it go? Why am I on the ground? That part I don't know, but uh, fucking nailed it, bud. Nailed it. They're yep. they're all gone. We did it. Good. All right. I mean, James you're, is gonna you're stand safe up. He's now. Gonna do, he's gonna look at the shirt. His pants completely covered <laughs> in blood and viscera from a man. Oh sure. Uh, Stabby boy gets to faint, but the rest of us have to clean up the mess. <laughs> I did not faint. That dude looked at me, and just his eyes rolled up <laughs> in his back of his head, and then my eyes got all blurry, and then I passed out and I'm staring at that dude's head. Mel's so, looking like at fainted. him. Mel's looking at him with a similar stink eye to see if she can make him faint. I'm gonna. I'm, James is gonna glare back with similar intensity. So Elliot, he he on purpose was a ways away from where all this was happening, mostly to keep Jacob out of the fight. Um, I'm going to uh, have tell Jacob. Hey, Jacob, I, I think I dropped my pocket knife while we were over here. I'm going to swing you off the horse, and you look around in this grass over here and, and help me find my pocket knife. And uh, I'll be right back. I got to go I gotta go check and make sure everybody's okay. And uh, we're just right over there, so don't don't be scared. But uh, keep looking. I It's my favorite pocket knife. And keep looking for that, and I'll come, I'll come get you in a couple of minutes. Okay, sir. I, I'll... I'll hang out here and I'll try to find, I will find your knife, sir. All right. So he's going to grab his hand and swing him off to the ground. And he's like, I, I was here a minute ago. You you just keep looking in the grass. It probably fell down in there. You'll have to get on your hands and knees. What What color is it? It's a, it's brown. Brown? Yeah. Okay. Any, oh. any pocket knife you find in that grass, it's mine. All of them? Every one of them. Okay. But I'm sure you only find one. <laughs> I'll I'll find all the knives I can, sir. Okay. This this should be only a couple of minutes. But I'll be right back. So then I'm going to ride the horse over uh to where the incident happened. James and Mel are having a very intense staring conversation. <laughs> yeah, and I'm gonna look and I'm gonna mutter his breath. I can't believe that son of a bitch stole my shirt. <laughs> <laughs> do I do I hear that? Uh Perception. Yeah, real perception. I'm going to do it at disadvantage, imposed on myself, because I am very into this this steering competition right here. Are you trying to keep him from hearing? I'm not particularly. I'm not loud. It it was something I just muttered to myself. (laughs) That's a uh, passive, uh, whatever passive is at disadvantage. Five minus whatever your passive, so you probably didn't hear it. So I'm going to go over. I'm going to... I'm going to hop off the horse and I'm going to dig around looking for the three arrows that I missed with 
And then that was perception. Ooh, 19 plus. Now you find all three. Sweet. Find the three missed arrows. No problem there at all. I think at this point, Mel's firmly in the anger stage of the grief of life completely turning on its ear. And so after a few minutes of staring at James in this rather intent uh, stare down, she's going to telepathically tell him, like, you don't want to push me right now. Oh, I think I do. (laughs) I'm going to respond in my head. You also get that eldritch screaming. Oh yeah, my eyes definitely, I, I don't close them, but I definitely <laughs> flinch. You twitch. Yes. Um, I'm not going to have people saying that I pass out in the middle of combat. I think Emery's going to kind of sidle up to Elliot and say, what do you, what do you do with the bodies after, and all, like, it feels wrong just to leave them here. Is that what you do? You just leave them? You just leave bodies? Unless you want to take the time to bury them. And it'll take a, it'll take about a half a day to do that. Yeah. Like a wise man once said, buzzards got to eat, same as worms. Who said that? The outlaw Josie Wales. I don't know who that is. I don't know why I asked. <laughs> um, okay. That's all I wanted to know. Thanks, I guess. <laughs> I'm not comforted, but <laughs> that answered my question. <laughs> so uh, Elliot's going to do a really quick over, see if they've got any arrows, specifically if they've got arrows. If any, I didn't know if any of them happened to have bows on them. Uh, any, I don't know. I'm pretty set. I didn't know if anybody needed any more knives or anything. But No, there's no arrows uh, if that's specifically what you're looking for. There's none of that. There is, uh, you know, they got their wallets on them. Um, I'm going to do a quick look at, at the wallet just to see if it's there, if it was his, and if that, if his name matched, and if it's anybody that I knew. You don't know, you, know, I, you, would, you wouldn't know him. Um, but is his address, is he a local? Yeah, he, he would he be living in the area. Okay. Um, well, so three of them lived in the area, three of them were. You can tell they were brothers. They were, okay. Um, and then there's two, not from the area, same last name though. Okay. Um, so you're, they're related, but they're not, you know, they're not from here. Those were the brother cousins. The brother cousins, well. Well, something that I don't know if we were wondering, but now we know is we're not the only ones that got magic. Yeah. You think there actually was a, like, a mom back at home? I don't I don't believe a word this asshole said. He could have just let us go. and They could have turned around at any point. And I know for a fact there's a pharmacy in Rifle. If he needed medicine, I would have headed to a pharmacy. Yeah, I know. They, they could have. They should have. And better them than us, right? It's not good, but it's better. Jacob's looking for. I'm going to go help him, though. Oh, um, and I'm going to pull my pocket knife. Uh, he's looking for that and help him find that. Okay. <laughs> I'll go do that. Okay. So you wander off to go help the boy out. And then I will attempt to drop the pocket knife accidentally at some point when we look like we're about to head out so that he can find the pocket knife. <laughs> 
Go ahead and have a sleight of hand. I knew you were going <laughs> to say that. <laughs> he's not looking. Can she get advantage on that sleight of hand? Because he's busy digging around in the... Sure. Sure. Dirty 20. Okay. Yeah, he doesn't see it happen. Um, do you find it or do you let him find it? I let him find it, but I do drop it. Then kind of like, oh, have you checked over there? You should try over there. So after you do that a couple more minutes, I'll look in and hear, ah, Mr. Elliot, I found your pocket knife. Good, Jacob. And I'm going to I'm gonna do the, the cool jump hop up around on the horse ride over to him and reach down and help him up on the horse. And thanks, Jacob. I, I'd have sure hated if I'd have lost that pocket knife. Yeah, well, I, I told you I'd find it, so I found it. And yes, sir, you sure did. I, boy, I appreciate it. So you guys are going to move on out? Yeah. yeah. Wide berth around the dead people so that Jacob doesn't see him. Yes. Get back on the road. <laughs> well, yeah, then... we'll get as far away from them as we can, I think. So we'll it's probably getting fairly late feet. in the day by now. Yeah, I'd say it's probably, we're probably getting close to like, I don't know, five, six in the afternoon. Yeah. We're probably going to need to make camp. I don't know if we want to push in a rifle in the dark. So. Probably better to hit that during the day. Yeah. Yeah. Ride another mile or two. That's pretty big field out here. So. We've uh, not been in the city since the first day. I mean, they're hospitable people in rifle, right? I don't trust anybody takes one to know one. I'm just saying, you know, take away their creature comforts. That's a nice shirt you got there. Thank you. I will point out that no matter how hospitable, two of us are, two of us are covered in uh, blood. Yeah. Head to toe, drenched. Well, put on your bee suit and fix it. It's not going to fix my face. <laughs> I mean, it's covered. You saw what I did. Have some water. All right. We, we could hit Mam Creek. I know if we go just a little bit further uh, west from here, we'll hit Mam Creek. It's not very big, but okay. at least there's running water. And give Boy, us a chance to clean so up a little cold. bit. Oh, oh I bet it will be cold. <laughs> yeah, it's still melting snow. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's going to be cold. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it should get it right out, though. Yeah? I mean, we're still going to be hitting town tomorrow, even if we do camp. So you should probably wash before it's too dry. Yeah. Let's do that. Let's go hit the creek. And then I think I think it's best. Yeah, You can be as hospitable as you want. People coming up at night is still alarming. Yes. yes. Um, everything's alarming. Yeah. Besides, I know if we drop down in the creek bottom over there, we should be able to run a fire. As long as it's not smoky, you won't see it unless you're in the bottom itself it won't show up out here this is a pretty big field we could be seen a long ways but if if we're down there by the by the creek it'll yeah they won't be able to see as long as we keep it a clean fire i think that's a good idea agreed so you guys uh start heading out towards mam creek it is thankfully on the same side of the river that you're on uh I just learned existed. Uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, uh, you guys are able to, I would assume you guys want to put a little bit of distance between here and where you're camping. 
not mm-hmm. wanting to camp on the dead man's land. Yeah, it's a few miles. Um, so you're able to get you're able to get over there. Now no need to make that more difficult than it is. You get over there. You're able to find a decent a decent camping spot for the night. Um, so you're able to set up camp and anybody who wishes to bathe in possibly the coldest water you've ever bathed in is more than welcome to. It is early April runoff, as you mentioned. It's flipping cold. Yeah. And it's getting dark, so it ain't it ain't exactly warm outside either. I have an idea what we can do for that uh, for that cold water. We got the, the cooking pot. We can put the, fill that with water and heat it up a little bit. At least make it a little bit more bearable. Right, as long as we can get a fire going, yeah? I am planning on losing some fingers over cleaning up blood. That's fair. 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 Hypothermia would be a bitch right now, and then in at night, that would suck. Yes. Afterwards, I will get clean water, and we can make some soup. Nice. I don't know why, but it scares me that you emphasize that you were getting clean water, as if maybe there was a chance that you wouldn't. I'm just specifying because I knew there was going to be a snide comment about making soup with dirty, bloody water. So I decided to emphasize the fact that I was going to get clean water. Well, thank you for allaying any fears I didn't know I had. <laughs> Unfortunately, it was for not because I still got the snide comment. <laughs> you could add to your iron intake, though. No, we're not no. even close to being that Cannibalism desperate. is a bad idea on so many levels. How do we even know they were people? Look, they had magic. Well, I have magic. Hey! Am I not a people? <laughs> We're you all go- a little magic-y around here. And <coughs> last I checked, we were all still mostly people. Mostly. Mostly. I See? probably can't take full credit for being people at <laughs> this mean, point. To be, to be totally fair, though, uh, most people, normal people that I used to know, wouldn't break into song as they decapitated a man. That's also fair. I'm going to, yeah, you're, I'm going to give you that one. That's a win. Good job. Good um, job. Can we not talk about the battle in front of the Oh yeah, yeah. Thank you. No, right. That time I, I sang a song with with the Kool Aid. You in should the go air. get some water. Yep. <laughs> the sun will come out for me, not you. <laughs> um, yeah, I think the rest of us just kind of work on setting up camp while they go. Mel still sucks at putting up a tent. <laughs> Elliot's going to watch her for a little bit, just shake his head. Good, she'll figure it out eventually. I'm going to try finding like the, the driest wood that I can for fire, try minimizing smoke as much as possible. Not even going to worry about like fire starters or anything. I'm just going to fire bolt as, as close to the ground as possible to light it. There you go. Yep, that works. <laughs> you have got a proper fire. Um, so while you're getting that fire ready, Alex, Elliot's going to say, hey, when you get a minute, we need to go over here and have a conversation. All right. We got to have somebody watching this fire, though. Okay. Well, I got so. it covered. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Jacob and, Ira and I will sit here and poke the fire for you. All right. Just watch, watch it until it boils the water. Got it. Thanks. Maybe stop it before then. Your boiling's gonna be a little hot. <laughs> Probably once it starts steaming. Wanted to warm the water and not burn our skin off. Yeah. J- James is flustered. 
He's not ready for this conversation yet. Parboiled Olnock for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> we just had the cannibalism conversation. So he's gonna he's gonna take uh, James little ways out. Where are you? Camp. I can't see you. Is it dark now? I just said it was like five, six. It maybe okay. took you an hour to get there. So six, seven. I guess early April. April, April so yeah. it would be dark. Yeah. yeah. So uh, he's gonna go. He's gonna say, "I'm I'm right here." There you are. Yeah. Hey. I don't like to accuse someone of something that I don't know for sure. So I'm gonna give you an opportunity. Where exactly do you get that shirt? From a backpack. From a backpack. Where? <laughs> where exactly do you find that backpack? I mean, your place. You know, we were, we were setting up inventory and whatnot. See, I don't. I have a problem. I don't. I don't mind defending yourself if you need be, so you don't have anything else you can do. But thievery really bothers me. And it concerns me a little bit that you took something from me that that would have been freely given had you asked for it. And uh, I know we just met not very long ago. We've been through a lot. Life and death multiple times. Multiple mm-hmm. times. And I appreciate what you've done. But... I do know from past experience, especially when you're working with a, a crew of people, especially when it's dangerous, that you have to be able to trust each other. And I'm not going to lie, right at the moment, my trust level in you is a little bit low. So I guess I got to ask, why, why did you steal? To be fully honest, fully honest, Hard to explain. It's kind of a nervous tick at this point. Well, you know, I actually believe that. But I guess the question that I need to answer, and I'm going to need you to help me answer it, is where am I going to find my trust in you? That is an excellent question. One that I don't think I have have an appropriate response for. I will say, I won't shoot you in the back. That is an honest answer. Whether I may I, borrow a shirt now and then. Well. Whether you're being persuasive or deceptive, don't tell us. Roll. And I'll do, do it inside against it. Ooh. Uh, insight 17. Yes, 17. Uh, meter beat yeah. so I I incited correctly were you being honest or are you lying that was persuasion I was being totally honest you know that he's being honest he does not believe that he would ever be in a situation where he would shoot you I mean in the fully. back <laughs> my concern is he specifically said the back so <laughs> I'll, well. I'll, I'll put it to you another way I don't fully trust you and you don't fully trust me we've been through life and death together I am far above backstabbing. I am totally above board when it comes to life or death situations. I've been in enough situations where the people that I trusted, people I relied on, literally closed the door in my face. 
I could see how that would make make a fellow distrustful. I really do. And then do a perception. What was your perception? Oh, I'm doing a perception. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> it's a 19. Perfect. So, I you you were facing me. You couldn't see me. <laughs> and then, all of a sudden, from behind you, like your left shoulder, you did not see or hear me move. You hear, I want to trust you. James is going to visibly, like, jolt. <laughs> but do know that if you double-cross me or my people, I will get you. Damn, is that an intimidation check? Damn. Wasn't meant to be. <laughs> That's just what's going to happen. Noted. And then you look around. and I'm not there. Elliot. <laughs> Elliot. <laughs> and then you see, as I step into the, the campfire light. Back God at the, damn it. Freaking Batman, my <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking. So after that conversation, um, you're thinking about the last time they had a serious conversation like this. Somebody you trusted in the past. How are you doing? Um, definitely bringing back unfortunate memories of broken trust. And bef- I know that I'm, I fully understand that I'm the one essentially breaking trust. But the last time that I was backstabbed by somebody I thought was a friend, definitely bringing back fresh memories. Is this something you're going to share with the party? Probably. Probably, Probably would be a good, good time to do it. It's fresh. So you wander back over to the party. Uh, Will Knox, a good portion of the way through uh, cleansing his flesh from the gore. Hey, hey bud, you, you, you missed a spot. He cleanses its flesh. <laughs> <laughs> that was a disturbing description of washing up. <laughs> you, you got you got a little bit of viscera on your on your lip right there, right here. No I'm other side. Other side? Go. I'm gonna help. Right. <laughs> you could have led with that. I only recently realized I can use it to clean stuff. <laughs> she has a point. So it seems how you're willing to share with the group. Uh, that would assume you're not trying to hide. You guys can tell that James is in a bit of a different headspace than he normally is. James is probably going to walk towards the campfire, like swinging his arms, like, I don't want to have this conversation. Now I'm singing like Olnock. <laughs> Um, <clears throat> uh, I know I'm not the most forthcoming with everybody with everything all the time uh, Emery can attest to the this I have a slight thievery problem it's kind of a like I said to Elliot it's a nervous tick at this point uh, it's going to be one of those very cliche stories about stealing things to get your parents' attention, yada, yada, yada. As I would love to trust everybody. The last time I trusted somebody, though, fully 
without any um, doubt about the person that I trusted, it blew up on my face. So I'd just like to make it clear that I don't fully trust anybody. I don't fully even trust myself half the time, which is a, an amazing headspace. But I would just like to put it out there that I will not backstab anybody. If there's a possibility of going against any of you to get ahead and staying alive, I will not do it. That is 100% honesty. Yes, this is Elliot's shirt. Yes, the booze came from uh, uh, Sven. Yes, I threw away most of your kale chips. <laughs> I'm actually for that one. <laughs> it's nutritious! <laughs> it killed the plants it landed on. that out there. A day might come where we wish we had kale chips. Did you ever think of that? Mm, that's mm. going to be a very, mm. very dark day. Almost positive that won't happen. It could. You don't know. It could, potentially. I'm going to give it that conceited, fair. Highly improbable. If that day comes, I will tell. I will say I told you so. I wouldn't expect anything less. Thank you. If I'm at the point where I have to eat kale chips, I'm probably already dead. But who knows? Not that bad. It's kale chips and then betrayal. That's your. That's your. <laughs> that's that's the bottom. Like <laughs> that's the bottom of your tier. But he has to think about it when he's presented with the kale chips. <laughs> oh, yeah. Thank you. That's nice to hear. I think. And you know, I think it goes the same. We've kind of found ourselves together in this group. And I'm committed to this group as well. And I would never intentionally betray any of you. Also being, if I'm being totally honest, when I first met y'all, I was just using you guys to get at a junction, really. There was a plan of going to Elliot's ranch. And at the time, I was planning on going with you guys, stealing a bunch of stuff and then booking it. But then we met Jacob and we had that life or death situation and honestly thought that when I went down, I was going to wake up completely alone and y'all were still here. So that changed my mind pretty quick. Well, James, the way that I look at it is past is in the past. And uh, especially with what has happened, you're, uh, except for my shirt, your slate's clean with me. I can you, clean this. You, you can, <laughs> Maybe. You can keep it. It looks better on you anyway. Uh, now, covered in blood, it looks better on me? Well, yeah, I'm not going to want to wear that nasty thing. <laughs> and mosquitoes will eat me alive. <laughs> Ooh, that's it. But you know what? From here on out, you've got a clean slate with me. And as long as you're honest and straightforward. You know what? I'm not even saying you got to be honest. Just don't lie to me. That's an odd sentence, but... I think I follow. I think. Noted. Well, 
I'm going to go and uh, get ready for bed. Does anyone else have issues seeing Elliot? Am I the only one? Like, like he stops moving and he's just gone. Yeah, because it's dark out. Yeah, I can't, I can, I can't <laughs> see fuck all at night. I can so, see uh, perfectly fine. The sun's still... Where's the sun? Elliot, Sun's open gone. your eyes. Sun is not out. It is... The only reason I can see is because of this campfire. Same, oh, I can see pretty same. far out that way. I see, like, the, the field where we... Uh, unalived people. What What do you mean? It, it It's He's light? He's seven. He's not thick. No, it's light out. I can see 50, 60 feet out there. Yeah, but what color is it? Well, I mean, it's, you know, when the moon's up, it's hard to see color. I, the looks black and white. The what moon do you mean? is not. What? Mel, Mel starts looking at the sky for now the second time in years. Well, There's no damned. moon. Well, you, how? Well, why is it so lit up like this? See, that's what I'm wanting to know. And I can't barely see you unless you move. Yeah, it's it's actually pretty dark there, Elliot. It's like really dark. It's like like I said, I can only see what's around the campfire. So Elliot's going to stand up and he's going to start backing away from the campfire. Mm-hmm. And can you see me now? Yeah. Okay. Then he goes a little bit further. Can you see me now? Yeah. Yeah. And he's going to go another 10, 20 feet. And he's gone. Okay. Elliot? I can Hello? see you guys. I mean, you're in the I'm fire. in the campfire. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> go, go that way. Go the other direction. Okay. All right. Like and back into the water? Oh, don't go uh, no, in the no, water. not that far. Parallel. Oh. Okay. Emery moves away from the campfire. You can, hear her trip over her rock <laughs> but briefly. Can you all see Emery? Nope. Oh, yeah, I just watched her trip over her almost heard, trip. I, I was going to say, I heard oh, Emery, and I, I did can, not see it. I can Emery. see her fight. Can you see her? Mm-hmm. Like I said, I watched her almost eat shit on that rock. Okay, <laughs> cool. We can see in the dark? That's cool. I, I oh, can't I, see anything. Me neither. Don't feel bad. <laughs> huh. Hey, Jacob, can you see in the dark? Uh, no. No. Well, everybody else is acquiring weird magic-y talent. I mean, maybe you got lucky, too. No. Yeah, go like this. I'm going to do like the Spider-Mans. <laughs> you, you Spider-Mans. <laughs> no Spider-Mans happens. Maybe you have huh. hit puberty or something. I don't know. What? Don't What's know. a puberty? No worries. It's a fruit. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're thinking of a kumquat. <laughs> That's a fruit. <laughs> I'm so glad you chose that one to describe puberty. <laughs> so I was going to come back at camp and just go, I'll be damned. I don't need my night vision goggles after all. That's kind of cool. That's going to make thieving so much not from you. <laughs> <laughs> no, but if we can find that damn Amoritar, we'll thieve that son of a bitch. Yeah. Yeah, you steal everything with that guy. Thing, kind of whatever it is. Creature. Is it a creature? I don't know. Whatever. I uh, think it was human once. Humanoid creature. Get I, think, I think guy covers it. Yeah, let's do guy. That's, guy is pretty <laughs> expansive. We'll call Broad. him the, the BBG, the big bad guy. All right. He's evil too, though. Don't forget that. Oh, I, the, the evil BBG. <laughs> Ebba <Ebba-baga. laughs> <laughs> All right, all right. The, the name's still pending. Yeah, we're, we'll, we'll go back to the drawing board on that. Copyright pending. <laughs> <laughs> Big evil bad guy. 
Sebga. Well, that'll keep us entertained around the campfire for a good 20 minutes. <laughs> All right. After that time, probably have soup ready. Do you want me to roll a performance for soup? Yeah. Sure. Uh, same pot? Different pot? How many I, pots did you bring? Just the one. That's why I specified that I cleaned it out after the blood and rinsed it out really well and made non-bloody soup. We have Dr. Bronner's, so you can clean it really good. <laughs> it's what? Sorry? 17 for okay. the Yeah, this shit's soup. baller. You can almost taste the uh, guilt. Uh, <laughs> 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 it's almost good enough for you guys to just full slate. Be okay to forgive him. Almost. Bro, you were this close, man. <laughs> I call this apology soup. Apology soup. <laughs> Perfect. So, yeah, you guys enjoy your soup. Um, what's the uh, watch order? I will take second. I'll take third. Who's on first? I can take first. I was going to say I'll take last watch. I get to sleep this time. Sweet. <laughs> you had you a rough own... day, buddy. <laughs> you had a rough day. You carried the weight in that battle. <laughs> yeah. Sure. You know, Alnock, I was thinking, since you decapitated three people. I did. Why is it that when, when somebody says, heads up, you're supposed to duck your head down? <laughs> You know, I've thought about that, and um, it doesn't make much sense. Probably some sort of entomology it's thing. Probably because mm. your head's up in the way. Ah, okay. Well, actually, it's from when you wore a helmet, and if something was falling from the air, you would yell "heads up" for you to stand up straight and get under your helmet for whatever's falling out out yeah. of the air. So the, the term heads up is to stand up um, really straight and tall so, it so that it hits the helmet instead of your something that's soft. Huh. We should think about armor. Okay. If we're going to be living in a fantasy type of world. Maybe we can raid a cosplayer's house. There you go. Maybe Aren't you a metal useful worker? armor? I have my <laughs> miniature blacksmithing kit with me. It would take me probably a a month to craft some armor out of this. All right, all right. Is there a medieval museum in Rifle? <laughs> Doubt it. It'd be weird. You can maybe find some really rusty Winchester rifles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hard pass. Yeah, that's probably ain't gonna work. If we find ourselves with a few weeks stuck somewhere, I might be able to make something work. <laughs> we don't have a few weeks. That's why I didn't try it. It's just a thought, because, I mean, I don't know about y'all, but we're kind of wandering. We're planning on going to Boston in, essentially, these outfits. I can only borrow so many outfits. We can I'm sure we'll figure something come out. up with something between there and here. All right, well, with that unloaded, I'm going to get some sleep until my watch. So, first watch is Emery. Uh, is there anything in particular you want to do to pass the time? Um, hmm, that's a good question. I don't think so. I think she's just kind of pensive. I think she's watching the stars a lot, too, because it's it, it's not getting old how bright the stars are now. <laughs> oh, yeah, you can't, you cannot over-exaggerate how just crystal clear and beautiful the night sky is. This is a fairly chilly night because there is no cloud cover, but that does translate to just a beautiful, um, 
almost completely undisturbed view. Campfire does nothing compared to artificial light when it comes to mm-hmm. um, light pollution. But yeah, contemplating your life and all that good stuff. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of thinking. Processing through the glee with which Old Nog committed it's massive It's a little violence. disturbing still. <laughs> While well, he's sleeping, sleeping like, like a, a baby. baby. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Just sleeping like a just not moving. Just like I might as well be dead. Cuddling his axe like a teddy bear. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. That's Every bad. now and then you hear me go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 I think I think part of Emery is wishing she had picked up on like like she had internalized the religion she had been raised in. She was raised in a Christian family, mostly because it feels wrong to leave bodies. It feels wrong to leave people just dead and having something that you can say, something you could believe in that would like put that energy out there. Like, well, hopefully their next life is good. (laughs) But she's kind of just thinking about that a little bit. That's a fair amount of weight. Pretty heavy topic, but thankfully you are you're near enough civilization that there's no real risk to you. So your watch passes uneventfully. Um, it is time to uh, wake up, James. Um, she does not poke James awake because she is pretty sure he'll stab her. <laughs> so she just kind of goes, "Listen, you have an unhealthy obsession with your knives. You don't get to get offended about that." Uh, but she's gonna go over and just kind of James, James, wake up! Die knives everywhere! Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, James, James wakes up like a normal human being. He does clutch a knife, but he's not gonna immediately stab you with it. Yeah, well, he knows you're better than that. It's your watch. You're All up. right, thanks. <clears throat> Anything eventful happen? No, no. Okay. Quiet out here. Enjoy your shut-eye. Yeah, good night. All right. What is James doing? Uh, He's probably going to... uh, He can't stand in one place for too long, so he'll probably, like, circle around camp, kind of, like, swinging his arms around. You know, very ADHD, like, I can't sleep, so I got to do something kind of act. Also looking up at the stars, but keeping his eyes on the, uh, the surrounding whatnot, just swinging his arms back and forth. Like just meandering around camp. As you're meandering around camp, uh, you mentioned it a couple of times in your explanational apology speech thing um, that uh, you've been backstamped a couple of times. Um, with having drugged that memory up, um, I'm sure that's one you usually try to keep under lock and key. Definitely. You find yourself uh, contemplating and rehashing that old memory uh, in, in extreme detail. So, uh, as you're thinking back on it, you, uh, you think back to your college back in uh, Trenton, New Jersey. Flashback to that. Hey there, listener. I'm here with a quick ad break. As always, thank you for listening. We are having a blast making this, and we appreciate you joining us on this ride. 
Secondly, we have a new non-sponsored ad. As you've heard at the end of every episode, we use Epidemic Sound to source almost all of our music and sound effects. If you are a content creator of any kind, Epidemic Sound is offering you a free 7-day trial of their program. After that, plans start at just $9.99 a month. With a paid membership, you gain access to over 40,000 music tracks and over 90,000 sound effects. You have unlimited downloads, publishing rights for anywhere online, and the ability to monetize your channels. As you've heard through our episodes, the content selection is broad and high quality, and they couldn't make building a soundtrack any easier. Head on over to our podcast description where you can find our referral code to gain access to Epidemic Sound and help support our podcast. While you're looking through our podcast description, make sure to check out our Pinecast referral as well. Pinecast is the easy one-stop shop platform for hosting a podcast, and with our referral code, you get 40% off for four months when you sign up for a paid plan the first time. If you're looking for a different way to support the podcast, please leave us a review on your podcasting app of choice, like, follow, and subscribe to us on our social media, and of course, word of mouth is the best way to help us spread. Thank you again for joining us on this adventure, and now we're back to the episode. So James, you are a student at a culinary program in Trenton, New Jersey. Uh, you moved down to Jersey in the years following your leaving home uh, and settled into the capital city if for no other reason than no one from your home went to Trenton. New Yorkers don't go down to Jersey, let alone Trenton. Uh, right. It is your second year at the school, and you and your buddy Kyle are both working at the uh, student-run cafe. So you're working there, and your buddy Kyle comes up and he's like, Hey, Jimmy, man. Yo, what up? Freaking Chef Lannister's supervision and hospitality class is killing me, bro. I don't know if I'm going to pull this off, man. Yeah, kind of, kind of a hard ass. He's hard, and it just doesn't make any sense. I'm not, I'm not looking to run a hotel, man. I don't care about that right? shit. Right? We want to be chefs. We don't want to run yeah. hotels. It's someone else's job. I don't know, man. If I can't get that grade up, Dad's gonna pull the money. Yeah. Ooh. I'll have to go back to the city, which means I won't be able to be your roommate. Oh, man. I'll be gone, buddy. It's kind of that. Well, what, what's what's what your grade? Do. do you think you can like make up some like, extra credit or something? Lannister's gonna give me extra credit. True. Okay. True. What am I saying? Oof. I've already getting as much extra credit as I can working every weekend at this freaking joint. Right. For all four students that come out to the culinary building for lunch on a Saturday. Yeah. <sighs> you know, I have an idea. Not a whole heck of a lot of people are here on the weekend. We could always, you know, hypothetically, of course, change your grade. He is one of the only guys who still uses a paper grade book. True, true. But I, I know his handwriting pretty well, and I know where he keeps the book. It's at his desk. 
that that makes that makes sense. I know which drawer it's the upper right. That's <laughs> <laughs> where I keep my books. Ah, <laughs> uh, I don't know, Jimmy. I mean, dude, trust me. I mean, it's he's a hard ass. He's there's no other way. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Unless, of course, you want to flunk out of culinary school. God, that'd be embarrassing. Right? <sighs> my folks would never give me the end of it. Man. I'd have to go. I'd, my dad would make me end up joining West Point. I'd have to go out and fight an army man. Talk just a, just a whole flyer. Yeah, right? Eat freedom. Honor and duty. <laughs> <laughs> right? So I you mean, in? If, yeah, if you think we can pull that. I don't know, Jimmy. I ain't never done nothing like this. Ah, I'm out. It'd be perfectly fine. We're in, out. Like nothing. Uh, well, if we're going to do it, we got to do it tonight. Obviously. I, I knew it. That's too risky. Yeah. Lannister's always here. Right. You, I mean, we, this, this Saturday? Yeah. Uh, right, right before man. grades go out, be perfect time. All right, Jimmy, if you think we can pull this off, man, I don't know. Yeah. He doesn't even he doesn't even look at the names. He'll just post them. I'll be fine. All right. Well, so fast forward over to Saturday night. Um so your your college um is really it's kind of one really weird shaped building. You've got your center building with thin hallways that lead off to other halls. They're all treated as though they're separate buildings. They're all referred to as separate buildings. Um, confusingly, you have main building, A building, B building, and then G building. Because that's totally helpful. That's the map I found. Um, <laughs> and even weirder, G is spelled G-E-E. <laughs> they must have been from around here. It's an actual college somewhere. I'm not going to name where, but God it's damn. a weird layout. Weird. All right. <laughs> um, Culinary, the culinary building is in the uh, main building. Um, so if you picture it, you've got the main building in the, uh, the, the uh, southwest corner. There's a hall that runs up to G building up north. And then the rest of the building, you follow a hallway east. And then there's a northeast section. Kind of a really funky horseshoe, if you yeah. want to think of it that way. Gotcha. Um, but it is, it is after hours, and you are standing outside far enough away from any of the w- windows right now that it's just two guys meeting up on campus. Nothing suspicious as of yet. Gotcha. Man, Jimmy, I don't know, man. Like, I never done nothing like this. What, uh, what, what do we do, man? What, what we do is we don't lose our heads, first off. Second of all, this ain't my first time breaking into a building. All right. I'm going to pull out a extensive toolkit okay. <laughs> to unlock the door. Uh, so let's go ahead and have you roll before you break into a door. Uh, go ahead and uh, roll to see an investigation. So you okay. can see what doors are around. So you okay. can make an informed decision. That is a 17. All right. Uh, so you kind of, you know, you, you know what you're doing. You know how to scout out a building. Uh, you take your time. You do a full walk around of the building, the entire, entire building, um, and you see that the uh, the main building, where the culinary lab would be, is currently unoccupied. All the lights are out. There's nobody in it. Perfect. Um, in that area, you do find a couple of different kinds of doors. You find a 
door with the simplex locks, the physical, there is a mechanical number code you can enter to get in through that door. Okay. Uh, and it's a solid steel door or aluminum or whatever. It's metal. Um, no windows, no nothing. You are able to find a couple of key lock doors that do have windows. Yeah. Um, you find a bucket load of just normal windows. Um, right. And then there is uh, the other two areas. Uh, so directly north of the up in G building, that area is currently occupied. Yeah. You can see that there is a uh, custodian working in there. Um, and then over in A building, A building is where they got like the tech lab, the, the actual like, computer tech lab and some of the uh, 3D printers, things of that nature. Um, yeah. It's a little more money over there. Uh, you do see that they have a, uh, a nice security guard in there. Um, and there is also a custodian working through that area. And then up in B building, uh, there's another guard uh, just kind of patrolling up there. Yeah. If we stick to our building, we'll be perfectly fine. No one's going to be guarding a bunch of culinary equipment. At least not here. Perfect. So pick your type of door. Simplex with no window? Or... Uh, probably the, the key. One that has an the actual, actual... key with a window? Yeah. The, okay. A door that actually has a, 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 a lock core. How do you want to get through it? Lock pick. Lockpick. Mm. Just pick the cup. Pick the uh, pick the door. Yep. Perfect. Uh, go ahead and roll me a side of hand. Right. Please for the love of God, roll high. That is not high. <laughs> Twelve. Yeah, so it's uh, you're rusty. You haven't done it in a while. You're not able to get through that door. Yep. Uh, can I find another one that has a a actual like key mechanism core? Try it on that one. Sure. Uh, you could go to one of the simplexes. They usually have a key over it. Yeah. Okay. I'll do that then. Go to one of those. Tempted on this one. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. Just give me a sec. Crack my knuckles. <laughs> Jimmy, man, like, you you sure you got this? Yeah, it's perfectly fine. I know the first part of a break-in is get in. Yeah, I know. It's a newer lock. It's got a new core, I guess. Trust me, I got plenty of plans. Like I said, this ain't my first time breaking into a building. Key is level head and perfect. That's a 22. <laughs> You're able to force so this. So as one. I'm having this conversation, I'm lock picking it as I'm looking at him. Just click. You have unlocked the door. All right. I'm going to check around, make sure, like, like, look inside, see if I can see, like, any kind of security panel or anything. It would be like, you know, like a something you would punch in. You open the door? Uh, no, I'm just looking through the window just to double check. Simplex didn't have a window. Oh, Simplex is unwindowed. Damn. I'm going to slowly open the door. All right. Uh, you do hear um, an alarm beep. The countdown for an alarm go off. Okay. Uh, I'm going to walk over to it. I'm, I'm going to attempt to kind of do a history check to see if I can remember the code if I'd seen somebody in the process of like putting in the code. Because I probably would have done, like, some scoping out, right? Hmm. Let's uh, have you roll first. Uh, evens, you were, you had the foresight odds you didn't. That's a seven. Okay. You didn't have the foresight. You Damn. did not think to scope that out ahead. Uh, that said, they do tend to keep these alarm panels near doors. You can see where the alarm panel is. Yeah. Okay. 
and it's showing about 15 seconds left before the alarm goes off. Okay. Um, poking it. <laughs> Shit. Not That's not gonna help. Yeah. <laughs> Elliot's like, you have a man. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, probably going to uh, tell Kyle, you know, like, like, um, all right, hurry up. We got, we, uh, we got to do this quick. I'm gonna tell him to come in as quickly as possible. So we're gonna, just gonna try to book it. Yeah, and I'm going to reclose the door <laughs> from the inside. So we're going to come in. Just gonna, we're gonna treat it as a false alarm. Okay. So you are in the building. Mm-hmm. Every with close. an alarm going, getting, getting ready to go. You close mm-hmm. the door. Yep. You're standing in the hallway yep. near an alarm panel that's about to go off. Yep. We're going to book it as quickly as possible to the culinary section, and we're going to hide until the security comes in, checks it. Okay. Uh, go ahead and give me a stealth roll for you. Seventeen. Okay. You are so you're you're tucked away. Uh, you do your best to coach Kyle. Mm. Uh, and fifteen seconds. You are you are you duck down, and as the alarm starts. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know if you guys have heard a building alarm go off. They are shocking. Yeah, they are. They are. Way louder than <laughs> it is unnecessary because you know it's also calling the police. Um, and at best, it's just going to maybe make the bad guy poop himself a little bit. Yep. Um, but shortly thereafter, you hear... We're fine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you hear the... Uh, you see the custodian. So, there's a branch that goes straight up north from the culinary lab mm. up into G building. And there's another main hallway that goes straight off into a uh, the culinary lab sits in the corner of those two hallways. Yep. Uh, so you're able to see uh, this this college. It takes a good amount of pride in its culinary program. It's a good culinary program. Right. Uh, with it, they do treat their uh, culinary labs as kind of a show lab, too. So it's a solid wall of windows. Yeah. Um, so any prospective students walking past can see the program in action. Uh, what that translates to is where you're hiding in there. You can see out into the hallway with the flashing lights. You do see one of the night shift custodians booking it uh, to the alarm panel to see what's going on. And from the uh, from A building, you see the uh, night security uh, guy coming. Uh, first thing they do is they get to the alarm panel and they disable it because nobody can function with that thing going off, them included. Yeah. Um, so it's suddenly dead quiet. And you can hear um, from outside as they're formulating their plan. Where you're hiding, you can see the door to uh, the professor's office or the chef's office. (laughs) um, Where you know the book is located. Mm -hmm. Um, So you can stay hidden or you can try getting in there. Uh, Probably stay hidden. uh, Until they, they start moving away. This way they don't like look over and potentially spot us. Perfect. Okay. So you can tell they are systematically sweeping the building. Uh, they clearly have a protocol for this. They are going through office by office, opening the door, turning on the lights, making sure there's nobody in there, closing the door, killing the lights in opposite order because <laughs> physics. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then moving on to the next building. Um, they... They hit the culinary lab. Um, 
and you hear, you see the lights turn on, and what you fail to take into account in the shadows is that it's a stainless steel kitchen. Everything's polished nicely. They kick those lights on, and they can't see you, but they sure as shit can see your reflection in the fridge. Shit. <laughs> they rolled a 17. Oh. And Kyle rolled like dog shit. So <laughs> <laughs> they see the both of you. Yeah. Uh, and the guard shouts, hey, what are you doing in here? Um, I'm gonna. I'm probably not going to move. James is probably actually <laughs> at this point. He's probably just going to freeze up. Uh, Kyle uh, yeah, I don't move. starts panicking. Uh, he just stands up and he says, hey, hey, whoa. Hey, sorry, guys. He he brought me in here. He said that he, he needs to have his grade changed. Uh, he's... I, I didn't want to do this. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, 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 I haven't done anything. I just want to go. Um, and he, he starts backing out. Um, and the security guard, he's just a mall cop security guard. He's unarmed or nothing. He does have cuffs. Um, however, he's also the night security guard at a uh, community college. <laughs> uh, so he's not used them in quite some time. So he's fumbling with the, uh, the uh, holster, I guess you'd call the cuff holder thingy. Yeah. On their belt, cuff holster. Sure. Um, he's fumbling with it a little bit. While he's fumbling, Kyle uh, bolts and pulls the door closed behind him. Like right him. as I was about to get up and do this yep. exact same thing. Kyle's closed the door. You're in there with the custodian and the night guard. So I'll probably stand up and like say, okay, okay, you got me. And look. I assume he's going to start coming around towards me. Mm-hmm. He does start moving towards you. He finally gets his cuffs freed. Okay. As he gets the cuffs free, I'm going to attempt to book it a different direction towards a different door. Okay. To attempt to get out that way. Uh, athletics or acrobatics? Uh, probably acrobatics. Definitely acrobatics. <laughs> that is a 12. Oh, well, he rolled a 13. That's Jesus Christ. <laughs> So, he's already had one kid bolt on him. Mm-hmm. He ain't letting that happen twice. He may only be the night guard of a Jersey um, community college, but he does have some bread in his job. He ain't letting that happen twice. He lunges across the cooktop and just barely manages to catch you by your shirt. Ah. Uh, pulling you back. Um, and so he's got you. He's trying to get the uh, cuffs on you. I'm going to attempt to break it. Break away from him, okay. if possible. Uh, let's go athletics to break away. Natural twenty. <laughs> okay, you're able to break away from his grip, uh, and you start bolting out of there. Yep. Um, you're able to get through the door, uh, and how? Let's treat this kind of like we did at the end of the last heist. Um, yep. Sort of a, um, a uh, skill check, skill challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, how are you? getting away from him. But how far am I from like the main doors? From the very main doors? Uh, You're probably, I don't know, we'll say you're 60 feet, but you do know that they are, they're not the type with a actual crash bar. They're either unlocked and opened or they are locked and closed. Yeah. Okay. Um, Can I do a history check to see if I can remember any emergency exits? Absolutely. That is an 18. Okay. You know that there is, um, it's another alarmed uh, door, um, but at this point, 
you don't care. Right. So you crash through that alarm door. You're outside. Uh, probably just book it to off campus as quickly as possible. Perfect. You're able to get. Uh, you're able to book it. You're you're young. You're healthy. You're in pretty good shape. Um. Uh, the only thing left is let's just have you roll some sort of like a stealth, um, to see if you're able to stay hidden. Yeah, probably like duck down, try using the bushes and whatnot as cover as much as possible. That is a twenty-one. Yeah. Okay. So you're able to you get away pretty clean. Um. Yeah. They, they they look for you for a bit, um, but they, they're not able to find you. Um, so you tell me what what happens in the aftermath. Um, James is fully. Uh, he's come to the realization that he's not going to be able to go to school there like ever again. So he's probably going to have to. His car <laughs> is in the parking lot. So he's probably going to have to sneak back <laughs> to <laughs> to get his car. <laughs> Uh, probably like an hour or two later, probably going to sit and cry up against a bench or something at some point. So that that's what's playing through your mind, through your watch. Um, unless there's anything else you want to do. No. Uh, it is Elliot's watch. So I'm going to, you know, continue, you know, meandering over, going to lightly like tap you with my foot like in the side it's like yo Elliot wake up I'm awake it's your watch anything happen nope nope nothing happened nothing nothing happened at all okay so he gets up and uh, Charlie immediately crawls in his sleeping bag in the warm spot (laughs) Fine, don't help me tonight, you rotten dog. <laughs> he goes in and curls up. Just his little nose is sticking outside of the <laughs> sleeping bag. <laughs> and uh, he'll uh, he'll go sit over. Uh, I'm guessing the campfire is probably burnt quite a ways down by mm-hmm. this point. I'm going to add just a... I'm not trying to make the campfire flare up but I want to add just enough fuel to keep it going so we don't have to restart it in the morning just like says I'm not trying to make it get up and then he's going to go off uh, outside of any light from it uh, try to find a safe place to put his back so nothing can get behind him and he's just going to sit there and watch and uh, sit very quietly and while he's doing this he's thinking uh, back not so much to today um, but how creepy those uh, skeletons and the zombies and the ghost were and he's going to spend his watch thinking and reviewing what he saw and the way the skeletons moved and the way the zombies moved and um, just kind of mulling back in his own mind about the things that he couldn't believe that he saw but apparently this is just the world now so he needs to get as many clues about them as he can and right now that's all he's got to work with is his memory oh yeah that's a that's a good use of your watch um, again it's a pretty un- uneventful night so uh, unless there's something else you want to do Mel's watch comes up so he's going to go up now, unbeknownst to him, 
um, he succeeded in casting a spell on himself. Okay. So he's going to go up and uh, lightly just scratch on Mel's uh, half-fallen-down tent (laughs) and just scratch to make the little nylon sound on the tent. No way. Mel, it's your turn. And when you open your eyes, you see this zombie face looking at you. Yeah! What? Shh, quiet. (laughs) And you hear Elliot. What is wrong with you? Why do you look dead? What do you mean look dead? I'm not old. I'm old. I'm not dead. You look dead. And he kind of looks down at his hands, and his hands look all zombified. What in the world? And he shakes his hand, and then the the, the sky's self dispels. Okay. And he, holy crap, what was that? You did it with, what, are you trying to scare me old? No. But now that I know it works, <laughs> it's been quiet tonight. Nothing's been going on. Thanks. Sure. I got to go get that dog out of my sleeping bag so I can get some sleep. Good luck. He might bite me. You want to go get Charlie out? No, he'll definitely bite me. Okay. You're right. He probably will. All right. Well, I hope you slept well and enjoy your yoga chips, kale. Thanks. Sure. Charlie, get out of the sleeping bag. I'll go bare your teeth of me. I don't care. Get out. You're getting cold. <laughs> Rough. <laughs> <laughs> disgruntled wolf <laughs> perfect uh, so with uh, that smells watches what is Mel doing Mel slept but had really bizarre and unpleasant dreams uh, she's definitely got a good amount of adrenaline going when the zombie tried to wake her up <laughs> uh, so I think she's probably gonna pace around the camp until first light actually hits uh she might even be doing some stargazing. Uh, I doubt she's really paying a whole lot of attention, though. Uh, Mellisby has been rather introspective since James came out with this whole, like, yeah, I'm kind of a messed up dude, but I promise I won't try to kill you thing. Because she realized that now that she no longer owns all of her soul and probably some of her mind, that she honestly can't promise that she wouldn't do that because something else could be asking her of things that she would have to do and she's trying to figure out how to come to grips with the fact that she only has some control over her what she chooses to do. It's not safe to say all in all this is a pretty heavy night for everybody. I think except Olnok. Olnok is sleeping (laughs) soundly dreaming of beheading people. I'm really super hoping that uh, Jacob didn't really notice quite all of the blood and maybe he thinks we killed a deer or something. I don't know. He didn't ask. We weren't telling and he seems to be asleep so we're going to go with it. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, you do notice I mean he, he tosses and turns a fair bit throughout the night. I'll periodically like pull the sleeping bag back up to try to tuck him in because it's cold. It is and it is it's definitely cold. It's cold enough there's frost forming near the especially near the uh the river. It's it's not a warm night by any means. She'll probably still try to do some morning yoga for old time's sake, but her balance sucks right now. 
probably one of those internal, external things. I don't know. Your chakras aren't aligned. Yeah, there we go. That's it. My chakras are out of alignment. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Perfect. So, yeah, the rest of your watch goes uneventfully. Um, boy tosses and turns a fair bit throughout the night. Uh, Olnok sleeps like a baby. <laughs> uh, everyone else, everyone else is definitely out. Um, but it's probably more exhaustion than comfortable sleep. Yeah. With that, the uh, the sun starts to uh, crest. Day starts. So it gets up, gets dressed, he says, okay, we're going to go try it again and off into the bushes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, after a little bit, you hear some, well, fine, goddamn it, be that way. <laughs> Hell, I didn't want you to work anyway. Comes stomping back and he's just, this work is a simple thing. It ain't been that long since I rode a horse all day. <laughs> he starts just jamming stuff into his packs and just. <laughs> Emery is extremely like she rolls out of her sleeping bag and stands up and groans because riding a horse all day and then sleeping on the ground, is, you get stiff. Mm. Yoga helps. You know, I might actually take you up on that today. <laughs> It does. It, it really does. Um, be careful of the hamstring stretch, though. Those things are burning like a bitch. <laughs> those in your inner thigh would be screaming. Yeah, those mm-hmm. too. Hugging the horse all day with your legs. That, yeah. that hurts. The dudes are all walking like old school cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> Elliot's going to go, yeah, it's not an affectation. That, that That's how they really walk. <laughs> does some half-assed yoga with Mel. (laughs) Just enough to get the blood flowing to feel human. (laughs) James will start our breakfast. As you're eating breakfast, as the sun continues to rise, um, you can see now the 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 city or the city, the town of Rifle. Um, It's just on the other side of the river from you, probably an hour's ride um you did see a fair amount of uh there's a fair amount of folks moving around um from what you can tell there's plenty of plenty of motion and commotion over there it's not a dead ghost town by any means but yep um i would uh, i feel comfortable assuming that the uh the individual Elliot knows who makes primitive style bows is not a man who lives in the heart of rifle. No, no, he's on the other side of town. He's he's on the uh, that would be the north side of town. Oh, like you're headed towards Maker up in your rifle game. Yeah, it's 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 further north. There's it's it's between rifle and silt. Okay. Yeah. So you, well, we're gonna have to cross the river, but there's a couple of bridges, and then we're gonna go through Rifle, and then there's a road that goes from Rifle to Sill. East. East, correct. And uh, we'll go up that road, and we're actually gonna go up into the sub, where there's houses and stuff. He's 
used okay. to have its places back there. So you can't see it from the road. It's on the, see that hill right there? It's on the other side of that hill. But if we, as the crow flies, it's straight that way. So you guys have a nice breakfast. Um, yep. Probably a little bit of that uh, guilt from last night still pouring on in. So <laughs> James takes his time and cooks it up proper. Yep. Uh, you guys remount your horses and Jacob ride in with Elliot or is he ride with Mel today? How you feeling about taking the boy? Jacob, do you want an adventurous ride? <laughs> I, I, I don't honestly have, I don't care if, honestly, the horse just kind of, this guy just hurt from yesterday. Yeah, yeah, we all do. I'm, I'm sorry. Um, it does get easier though. Couple three more days, you won't notice. I hope so. Oh, you know, you can go ahead and ride with me for a little while, and uh, maybe you'll have a calming effect on the horse. They seem to like you better than me, anyway. We can have the horse whisperer talk to him. Maybe, maybe if it'll help. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna need to do that zenny thing I did last time. Oh, you guys got about not, 10 minutes before it, we jump. It, it's not worth the effort. Yeah. I mean, it's going to take a while for me to you know, I mean, break down. Ernie I mean, didn't bite me at all yesterday, so that's an improvement. <laughs> Orange stick, good. We're burning through carrots at an alarming rate. <laughs> Sorry, that's my fault. I'll stop eating them. <laughs> I thought you were going to say that you're fed too many to the horses. We were sharing. I'd eat half, I'd give them the other half. Okay, good. It's it's not like a you take a bite, I take a bite thing. I was, Ew, I was about gross. to seriously question your methods. That's just how horses eat. They get their lips all up oh, on yeah. that. Oh, Ew, God. no, no. Ew. <laughs> Perfect. So you guys start riding into town. Um, now the nice thing about Rifle is it's another town with a fair amount of ranches near it. Um, so you can tell, you see the remnants of other folk having ridden horse through town. This is by no means a... It may not necessarily be commonplace yet, but it's not abnormal. You know, folks are kind of looking, mostly looking because they don't recognize you more than, hey, there's folks on horses. And they're definitely, you know, if especially if you're still in your big green jumpsuit, you're catching some attention. Um, but just in the, holy cow, that's a big boy sort of way, not in the Hey, old knock. We, we gotta get you a different outfit. These are comfortable, bud. Yeah, it's all about. I'd comfort. feel a hell of a lot more comfortable if people weren't staring at us all the time. They're gonna stare at me anyway. They always do. He <laughs> has so many pockets, though. Very useful. See? So many. Told you. <laughs> do you think they make those in my size? I got a blue one. <laughs> I can change into if you want. Can we change it a blue one I don't instead think, of a green one? I don't think that's going to help. <laughs> it's, we're already in the middle of town. It's too late. At, at least this way, if you're up against some trees, you kind of blend in. I have the BDUs. That means it's got pants and jacket. They're hot as shit, though. Which isn't the bad thing. Yeah, we're in April. <laughs> Like that. We're in the middle of town. Maybe, <laughs> maybe change later. I think if you start stripping in the middle of town, that <laughs> please don't, please don't. even more unwanted attention. I mean, you you assume it's unwanted attention. <laughs> <laughs> All I'm saying is that the, the the military attire might draw unwanted attention at some point. 
you saw that I have my sea bag, right? Like, this, that's all I have in here. I don't have, like, normal people clothes. I don't got normie clothes. We can appropriate some for you. In his size? We can appropriate harder. some materials to make them an outfit. <laughs> we can <could, laughs> get a sheet or something, probably. <laughs> yeah, we can make you look like one of those those ghost things. <laughs> Let's not. Let's wrap up in a toga. <laughs> With the undead actually coming back to life, maybe looking like a ghost is a bad idea. Yeah, well, somebody over here can look like zombies. See what? I mean, we all, I mean, I saw you this morning. You looked like a zombie. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That was rude. <laughs> that was hey, hey, whose side are you on, buddy? <laughs> hey, I, I said yesterday I was gonna be honest with y'all. <laughs> There's such a thing as too honest. <laughs> Haven't found that yet. I'm still learning. Is there yeah, the, the line is difficult to tell, James. I'm not great at it either. Is there anything we need from the town of Rifle itself, or do we just want to move through? Think there's any more coffee? Um, me being the guy in charge of the food supplies and whatnot, how are our food supplies looking after I was done it's making breakfast? Long. It's been a day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just wanted to make sure I mean, that the, the, the carrot muncher over here hasn't gone through <laughs> other supplies muncher. yet. Jokingly, you are almost out of carrots. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like, y'all ain't about to starve. You got food yeah. for a while. I mean, unless y'all need other supplies, like if y'all forgot some socks. No, I think we're okay. I mean, Elliot might want new shirts. Hey, Elliot, how, like, what are we going to trade for these bows? Uh, that I don't know. Um, we're just going to have to talk to the guy and see. I don't think he's going to be dumb enough to take my credit card. Yeah, you left that back in Junction. No, um, I brought my credit card with me. You just me. left the number. You, oh. you brought your credit card with? Really? Even I didn't bring my credit card with I'm me. I'm going to pull out my wallet. I'm going to use this as long as people will take it. I'm not going to lie. Um, but I don't know. I guess we'll just go talk to him and uh, see what he needs or wants or what he would take. Are you sure that your buddy's even still here? Oh, I'm not going to even say we're buddies. We just, as I've done some shopping here in the past, for, that's where I got these bows from that guy. Yeah. More important question. Hey, Jacob, look over there. Isn't that really interesting? He's not going to shoot us, is he? Well, we're not going to go what? sneaking in. We're going to. There was a squirrel. Yeah, did you see the squirrel? And look, there's a bird. No, did you see that one? It was freaking huge. Look at the bird. It's a big bird. Keep looking at it. Over there. Over there. Big bird? Yeah, it's totally big bird. Seriously, though, like you are you? You don't think he's gonna like shoot on sight or something, do you? Um, I sure hope not. But we're not gonna go sneaking in. We're not gonna be pretending. We're not gonna be stealing from him. No, no, I'm just. We're gonna go just like we're normal human beings and say hey, I haven't seen I another normal human being in like four weeks well that's why we're gonna go but then he'll at least be curious <laughs> so your past dealings he wasn't like one of those like preppers right like super bad prepper like itchy trigger finger prepper I'm not gonna I don't think he was an itchy trigger finger prepper but I don't know people that make bows for a living they're he was a craftsman. He made gorgeous work. So I don't. We're gonna walk. We're gonna ride right up the 
road like we belong there, and if he shoots, we'll run away, I guess. Yeah, and if I get shot and killed, I'm going to come back and I'm going to haunt your ass. Who's going to shot and killed us? No, 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 it's a figure figure (laughs) of speech. If you're worried, you guys can stay down the road and I'll ride up by myself. No, no, I think we're better as a group. Yeah, probably. Just, just, you know, stick close, kids. I have a weird itch in the back of my mind saying that breaking up the party is probably a bad idea. I don't know where that's coming from. I don't know. But uh, I say we just ride up there and say, h
we're kind of just passing through. I mean, we could owe you a favor, but it could be a very long time before we could repay it. We if could, we could wash some dishes. Yeah, yeah, we can totally wash dishes. We could absolutely with with the favor system, if at all possible. We do prefer to have the favor first. Just, just you know, some folks, especially from outside of town, aren't necessarily the most reputable. And we would we would hate to give up some of this precious coffee because we don't know when our next shipment's coming in, and have you uh, leave without not helping us out some. Elliot says, well, hell, I'll wash some dishes for coffee. I've washed dishes for Walt's cooking. And he's going to unbutton and roll his sleeves up. How many hours of dishwashing for a pound of coffee? A, a pound? pound? A pound of our coffee? I think, you know what? I think we might have something else we can use your help with. What? We, the feller who was running our roaster, was up in Denver. Oh God! Learning from the master roasters up in Denver, the notorious a Daz Bog. He was working for Daz Bog's coffee roasters up in Boulder, and I hope he's still there. I hope he made it and didn't try to come back. Uh, we we need someone who can help help run the roaster for a bit. If you guys do a decent job roasting some coffee, we'll let you take some. And how's that sound? Does that sound fair trade? Can I do a check to see if I if I did that in culinary school? If I did? Yes, almost no way. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Um, I don't know how to run a roaster. For I, sure. I don't know how to run a roaster, but I'm good at lighting fires. That's a, something. We don't either know how to. Can we take English, a look apparently. at it and see if we can <laughs> figure it out and then go from there? That's fair. Yep. Like I say, you'll get payment after the job's done. So if you decide you can't do the job, ain't nobody out nothing. All right. Let's take a look. Then you go back there and... Uh, uh, it's... A coffee roaster would probably be just like a, like a big drum, basically, that spins... And then there's got to be some heat source either on the outside or like the middle. And if the heat source was original, it would have been originally electric. So at this point, you would basically would take the drum that you were roasting it in and just roast it over a fire and do it spit mm-hmm. style and hope for the best. Almost like a chili roaster. At yeah, that kind point. of. So what you, yeah, yep, that's a pretty good description. What you do see is uh, it's a big old stainless steel Reese's. machine. <laughs> Baristas. Yeah. <laughs> Fair. Yeah, fair. See, a big old, this particular unit is mostly stainless steel. Um, you can see off on one side, there's a, there's an opening with a little bit of a downslide that presumably the roasted coffee would come out of. And on the other side, you can see a bit of a hopper system that the unroasted coffee would go into. Um, and there is, the, the drum is all entirely enclosed within this machine. Um, but there are cabinet doors on the bottom um, that you can open up. This was an electric unit. Um, so that ain't going to work. But mm-hmm. You think you could hold some fire under underneath it in this cabinet here? I think we could make Where it this, work. Where uh, this heat element is? I think we could make it work. 
Alright. There's gotta be... Maybe I can kind of just connect something to it so I can spin it manually. Some kind of gear system. There's got to be some sort of like belt or gear somewhere in it that spins this thing. Yeah. Um, so can yeah. kind of take it apart a little bit. Just enough to like get something so I can spin it by hand. Absolutely. Yeah, it's all thin, uh, stainless steel sheeting around it. Mm-hmm. You know, easily accessible screws. So you're able to get it. You can see to the belt. Uh, it is a rubber belt um, attached to an electric motor down below. Um, but with it being rubber, it wouldn't take a whole heck of a lot to get it pulled off the machine. Yeah. Um, exposing the gear. Uh, with it being a solid stainless steel drum, it ain't the easiest thing to get started. It's pretty hefty, especially once you get the coffee in it. It's it's It weighs a fair bit. I feel like when we get it going, though, it'll kind of keep itself in motion. Yeah. Just need some real big oven mitts to... Hey, I'll knock. <laughs> yes. You're going to come here. You're going to spin this thing. You're going to put these oven mitts on. First. Okay. Let's do it. You're just going to push it like this and spin it. Think like a <laughs> hamster, but in reverse. Okay. <laughs> outside hamster. Let's get it to the outside hamster. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get it spinning. I mean, like Let's a reverse hamster wheel. <laughs> um. And if you'll run the heat with your fire, mm-hmm. and I'll kind of keep an eye on the coffee beans and get the hopper rolling and stuff. One thing prestidigitation can do is also create fire. Oh, it can? Yeah. Okay. So I'm not firebolting it. <laughs> so <laughs> can't you hold a firebolt in your hand? No. No, that's produced flame. Yeah. Uh, so it, I'm just prestidigitating flame over and over again. All right. Let's... Uh, just so there's something here, let's have a Arcana check. See how a consistently, um, and we'll have you, Olnok, do a strength check just to see how much control you're able to have over this. That way, as you get feedback, yeah, you need to slow down or you need to speed up or burning them. Yeah. Um, we can see how quick you're able to adapt. Uh, 17 on the Arcana. Perfect. Nat 20. Okay. Yeah. You guys are bursting the shit out of this coffee. <laughs> <laughs> um, James would like to do a perception check to find a chair and sit and watch. <laughs> Go for it. I think yeah, you okay. could just <laughs> find yeah, a you found one. You find. <laughs> Shockingly. So the coffee roaster had done a good job of hiding this. There's a lazy boy back here. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> He may have oversold how difficult his job was, you're starting to think. (laughs) So yeah, after about 15, 20 minutes, you guys have got a good amount of fresh coffee beans. Uh, Freshly roasted coffee beans, I should say. And I think probably we'll take one of, like, the show the barista is kind of like, listen, this is kind of how this machine works. If you can get some kind of heat going underneath it here, you could probably run this pretty consistently yourself. Oh man, that is thank you. That that is hugely helpful. And while while you folks are working, you know, they bring you guys a little cup of espresso, um, and a and a scone, freshly baked scone. Um, and uh, by the time you're done, they're like, "Yep, I would say that that uh that meets our agreement." There, uh, you guys can happily take a pound of these coffee beans. Hey, just so you know, those fruit biscuits you made are pretty good. Yeah, the, we uh, we pride ourselves in our scones, sir. Uh, scones, that's scones. what those are called? Yes, sir. Oh, that's, that's, okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say I like fruit biscuits. <laughs> I like that one. 
I feel like we come out of the roastery and Jacob's sitting in a corner with this giant mug of hot cocoa and just has whipped cream all over he his face. He absolutely has a large cookie, too, that's like Yes, yes. He definitely rolled a uh, nat 20 on his uh, persuasion. Yes. <laughs> He's charming as all hell. Oh, boy. He's able to cast charm person innately. Oh my god. <laughs> That's his one magical yeah. thing. <laughs> Everyone thinks he's the cutest little boy ever. <laughs> Beautiful. So yeah, you guys got yourself some coffee, some scones. Um and you as you're working there, you see, you know, a lot of folks coming in. See some you see a very obviously a farmer type come in with a fresh uh couple heads of lettuce. Um and he hands off and the baristas uh immediately take it back and um, they got themselves a bucket of water in the back. They used to wash it off and start processing it for uh, some sandwiches they're going to use later or make later. And you see, you, you see, the barter is seems to be the way to go primarily. Folks bringing stuff in and passing it off, um, but there are there are a handful of folks that are working on the uh, on the, uh, the favor system. Um, you hear one uh, one rugged looking feller uh, promise the barista, "Yep, you know what." Um, I'll be by say around five o'clock tonight. And we'll get that front porch of yours fixed back up. And uh, I don't know. I'd say full front porch gives me what a month's worth of coffee. Uh, which the barista agrees to. Hearing a whole lot of that kind of transaction taking place here. But with that, you uh, you step back out on the main street. You see that you know, it's 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 downtown Rifle. There's restaurants. There's a couple of Fancy-ish looking uh, boutiques for clothing and the like. We all smell really good right now. You like do fresh smell roasted phenomenal. coffee. Like um, you got yourself your bag of fresh beans. Well, that does give me some hope. So that there are people that are acting not so damn crazy as they could. Yeah, no kidding. That so, is rather reassuring. I, I don't know what uh, what uh, this guy's gonna need but something that we could do uh, I know that they use quite a lot of leather and especially if they're doing natural stuff um, so uh, something we could offer when we get there if it would interest him we could go hunting for him and try to get him you know a couple deer a couple elk and there's a lot to make the leather and use the sinew for the wraps and stuff and there's a lot of pieces that they could use from that so that's something we could offer to try to get for him in exchange for some bows I'd be down for a little bit of hunting I don't know that I'd be much use but I think I'd be completely useless it's a good idea for sure but let's I'll offer him some yoga classes I don't think he's gonna take those probably not <laughs> Perfect. So if, uh, if that's all the uh, downtowning you guys want to do, you uh, make your way up the hill. Um, Elliot leading the way, of course. And another, I don't know, 20, 30 minutes or so, and you find yourself uh, kind of on the edge of the, uh, the, the subdivision up there. Um, but not a not a unimpressive house, but by no means a McMansion or anything. Um, and out front, you see... Uh, see Rodriguez Boyery um, as the sign uh, just kind of attached to the guy's mailbox Rodriguez Boyery yep 
So as we get to the bottom, I'll, I'll yell up at the house. Uh, Pete! Pete! Are you still up there? Uh, after a little bit, you see the of a cu- of blinds getting flipped open. and I'm going to smile and wave. And then the, as the blinds close back shut again, you hear the front door open and Feller, kind of a fairly, fairly uh, uh, well-built individual comes out. He's uh, he's a little on the older side, but by no means old. Oh. Um, still in pretty good health. Full beard, good full head of hair. Definitely salt and peppered all the heck, though. Don't know if you remember me, but it's Elliot Brandybane. I bought a couple bows from you a while back. It's been a while. I don't know if you remember me. I remember just about every customer I served, and it looks like you're carrying my bows on your backs right now. They've served me quite well. In fact, that's what I'm here for. I need some more. Need some more bows. Two? What did what did we figure we needed? Two or three? I think it was two. Two. I can't use a bow. Okay. We need <laughs> I need two bows. more and I need some more arrows. I'm capable of not shooting myself in the foot. But uh, I don't, I don't, don't know what you need for that. Uh, so we've come here to uh, to do some dealing with you and find out what you need, what we could trade for. Two bows and at least two full sets of arrows. Oh, uh, I need some more for mine too. So we'll, we'll go three sets there. Three sets of arrows. Yeah, so sixty arrows. Two, two more bows. bows. Yep. Oh, man, Elliot, that uh, that order would have been a lot easier about a month and a half ago. Yeah, boy, sure wouldn't it have been. And had I had any idea that this kind of stuff was going to happen, I'd have put that order in farther than a month and a half ago. I guess I guess what we need to be figuring out here is what kind of bows you're looking for. I have compounds out. I ain't making compounds. My CNC machine's down. Oh, yeah, no. Um, I can do primitive lung bow. I can do... I can do primitive short bow or I can do a recurve. The type of bow you want is going to largely dictate the favor I'm going to need. Well, we need to make one for... Who's got one right now? I've got one. So Yo. we need to make one for her and one for him. So uh, short and long, it looks like to me. I don't know. Little Miss, you're pretty strong there, but 90-pound draw weight on longbows. That's a heavy bow. That's about half of you. like... I don't know. Was that one you had me shooting like 35? How about I transfer you the short bow and then I get a long bow? That works. What was the draw on that? The short bow? I have no idea. 35. 35. Sure. 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 And uh, they don't. That's all I can do. They don't need to be pretty. They just need to be functional. Okay. Now, if you want to make them pretty, I won't stop you. But we just need them that work. And quickly, please. Now, see, that there's going to be the problem. I had part of my whole shebang was that I made my bows to order. Yep. I ain't got a backstock, man. Two long bows, then, is what you're asking for? Two long bows and 30 set, 30, 30, uh, 60 arrows. Fucking Jesus. Yeah, that's the math. Three sets of 20. Thank you, Harris. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um,. Well, in order for me to do it in a way that makes me feel okay with getting anything out of you, it's going to take me about a day of bow. Sure. 
we'll, we'll probably say another two, maybe three days for the heiress. Sure. And That's I know we we probably need to go do some turkey hunting for you because you'll need more you'll need more feathers because I'm sure we'll use up about what you have. We can go try to get you some turkeys for those wing feathers. What I ain't got much of is arrowhead material. Arrowhead is going to be the trick. I had a shipment coming from Florida with my new arrowheads. Something tells me it ain't going to make it. Yeah, that's that's fair. Um, yeah, I'm going to need some feathers. Um, and that's just to get the material to make make this for you. Mm-hmm. If we helped, could we get it down to a day per bow and one day for the arrows? You could. Uh, having somebody cutting arrowheads out for me would help a fair bit. I um, can definitely work on that. Okay. I can tell you got the calloused hands of somebody who knows a thing or two about Yeah, I do some metal work myself, so um, well suited for that task. <laughs> so that would help. Day, day per bow and then a day for arrows. Yeah. For three days. And anybody can fletch oh. arrows. It's having the stuff to do it. But uh, that's just to get you guys supply to make your order. You know, what 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 are you willing to offer me in terms of payment for this? The meat from the turkeys? Well, that that's kind of the question we've got. We don't have a whole lot that we can trade you currently with. But our question to you is, what do you need? What can we get for you? We'll have to go get it. I don't think we've got much of anything in our pocket that you want. Um, and most of what we've got, we're going to need to travel with. But what is there? Is there anything that you, you know, what do you need? What do you want us to go to? You know, do you want, we might go get you 10 turkeys, uh, you know, maybe a, maybe a cow elk or something. Uh, you'll need the leather for all your wraps and everything that you're working on. Uh, so it's that's our question is you've got the talent to make the bows. If you, you do you know much about making leather there, Elliot? Elliot does, yes. Then let's I can hunt real good. Ah, uh, you don't get into this line of work if you can't if you can't shoot stuff. I hate tan and hide. That's fair, I hate tan and hide too. <laughs> it stinks. If you folks was willing to take down a bull elk. Or a cow elk, I don't care. An elk and tan that hide, share the meat, whatever. Share the meat from the turkeys, cool. I can, like I say, I can procure food. Um, let you guys set up in my backyard. Uh, house is kind of off limits. Mrs. Isn't, isn't too keen on visitors right now, but I got a good sized backyard you guys could set up in for, for camp for a bit. Somewhat secure. I got a fence at minimum. Uh, if you guys are able to get me the material you need for your eras, um, and you guys are able and willing to tan me some hide off of a fresh kill, I think we could make that square. Okay. I think we could do that. Because I know we're going to be taking up a bunch of your time, so we got we to gotta make up for it. So I think we could do that. Oh, fantastic. Um it's uh, a little late in the day to get started on the hunt. Um, you guys are welcome to be comfortable. You can start scouting out some areas. I know a couple areas you're more likely to find than others. Um, I can point them out to you. Okay. Um, 
But uh, but yeah, I will get uh, I'll get started on them bows. Okay. Yeah, you let us know where to go look. I'm used to the other side of the river, so. Perfect. So with that, he pulls out maps, and you guys sit down, and that's where we're going to cut this episode. All right. Cool. Theater of the Mind is Jeremy Arston as Elliot Brandy Bain, Amanda Arston as Melanie Kelly, Michael Burnell as Bullnock Farger Johnson, Michael Downs as James O'Brien, Casey Weingarten as Emery Lee, and myself, Mike Schock, as your Dungeon Master. We release new episodes every two weeks, so our next episode will release on March 17th. If you want to follow us, our social media and website can be found on our link tree, which can be found in the podcast description. Also in the podcast description, you can find a link to Pinecast, as well as our referral code to get you 40% off your first four months of a paid membership, as well as our referral link to Epidemic Sound, which gets you a one-week trial period to their excellent program. The music this week was sourced from Epidemic Sounds, who we are not sponsored by under the Creative Commons license. The songs used in order are Light Years in No Time by Kim Aspen, Small Town Feeling by Eric Feinberg, From Dusk by Andre Contu, Lonely Charades by Andre Contu, This Too Shall Pass by Peace Reels, The Heist by White Bones, Diamond Heist by Christopher Mote Levson, Heist Music by Nightcap, Escape Plan Activated by Grant Newman, Thread the Needle by Gavin Luke, Stepping on Glass by Adeed, Deep Blue City by Eric Fernholm, Sunnyside Down by Will Harrison, Serene Highlands by Daniel Cade, Unbounded Horizons by Victor Lundberg, Blank Stare Happy by American Legion, and Reluctant Soldier by Will Harrison. The Theater of the Mind theme, intermission, and outro were written by Mike Schock. Theater of the Mind is a work of fiction. Names, characters, businesses, places, events, and incidents are used in a fictitious manner. Any resemblance to actual persons, living or dead, or actual events is purely coincidental.